Garfield et Jeffen You're an alcoholic. God damn right. You look like an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, you look like an alcoholic too. <laughs> <laughs> you just laughed. Everybody looks like an alcoholic. He's shaking. Shake. Feel like an alcoholic. Oh god. Mm. Okay. We're all alcoholics. Well, you guys are Austrian. Everybody drinks yeah. in Austria, yeah, right? So what, what do you guys drink in Austria? Is it only beer? It's like beer pretty much like... In Germany, I go to Germany so often. I know Germany and Austria is completely different. But I know it's completely different. Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, yeah. Anyway, so there it's like beer is water, right? Beer is water, beer is food. Is it the same in Austria? No, we have snaps. You got... Snaps. Sh- Ooh, oh, yeah. snaps! Yeah. Yes! What's, uh, what flavor is probably... Maybe we should say this for the podcast. All kinds of We're recording. Snaps. It's okay. okay. Yeah. All kinds. Yeah, okay, okay. So in, in that case, like what... what Flavor of schnapps is popular. Made of everything. Every, everything. Yeah. Everything, you can everything we'll drink it. Yeah. We're Austrian. See, I don't know anything about schnapps. Although, the last time I was in Germany, I was in Frankfurt, and I and I had a relative that had this whole cellar full of wine and schnapps. And I was just like, schnapps, this is the craziest thing. I've never had schnapps. And schnapps has a special shot glass, with like the, the bubble thing in the middle or something. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course it does. It's actually similar to vodka, but it's... it's um, more calm and it's more tasty and yeah, flavored a little more. I I used to drink uh, peppermint schnapps back in back in the day in college. We used to love that shit. Okay. Yeah. Winter time and like some hot cocoa, you put dump in some peppermint schnapps and also, stuff. No, yeah. but yeah. actually our schnapps is made out of real fruit. Yeah. So you yeah. you get the fruit, uh-huh. for example apples. Mm-hmm. You put it into a big bowl mm-hmm. and let it. Uh, Ferment. Ferment, and then you distill it. Wow, that is awesome. I do. I, it, it does sound pretty awesome. Actually. I could be a schnapps guy now. Sorry. It could be my new drink. <laughs> yeah. so you, my say you just go over to some uh, random Austrian person's house and they got these bowls out just chilling. And what's that? Oh, that one's orange juice. That one's apple. <laughs> this one's grape. My neighbor does his, does yeah. his own illegal booze. Oh, yeah, back in those days, yeah. every farmer did it, actually. Yeah. So. Nice. I, th- I think back in the days in America, everybody had their own distillery, not just for drinking purposes, but for, like, how do you say, fuel and whatnot. So. Hooch. Yeah, yeah. hooch. <laughs> hooch. Uh, what's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan in the news. And Tommy, what episode is this? It's 488. 488 episodes. That's 488 weeks since 2009. We've been doing this. And uh, 500, we're done. That's it. (laughs) Enough is enough. 500 will almost be the, what is it, 10th year anniversary, won't it? Yes, it will. 10 years of doing this show. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, this show's going to go on forever. I think the last episode will be the episode where I visit you in the hospital because your liver is completely dead. It'll be the liver transplant episode. Don't don't rule out lung cancer. Do you smoke a lot? Okay, lung cancer. Well, that's dark. <laughs> don't say that it's dark. It's a, it's a race which was going to kill me first. Oh, God, that's horrible. You just got a kid. But we're not going to talk about your kid <laughs> until you get... Tom's going to have his own private episode where yeah, he talks about having a baby. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. Take up fucking you know airtime when we've got you know some nice guests on, so we can we've get got that later. we've yeah. got some incredible guests yeah, here. I'm yeah, really exactly. happy about this. This band is so fantastic. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Faders, we are here with High Five. High Five, thank you very much for being here on the show. Thanks for the invitation. Awesome. So okay, we know who you guys are, but they don't. So what I want you to do is say your name and your instrument. Okay. So let's go from here. Go for it. Yeah. I'm Chris, and I play the drums in the band High Five. Nice. I'm Clemens, and I play the bass. And I'm Philip, and I play the guitar. Cool. I'm Matthias, and I'm the vibraphone player. The what? The vibraphone player. Vibraphone. Tom, what's a vibraphone? Oh, I know you didn't know. It sounds familiar. No, because no, I used to play saxophone. Yeah, it's quite the same. It's almost, almost <laughs> the same. Yeah. Yeah. Almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthias also plays the saxophone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So Which I guess... Alto tenor. Do, do you know Peter Kirstner? Huh? What? <laughs> no, it was my teacher. Huh. My saxophone teacher. Oh, okay. You guys can have to speak closer yeah. to the microphone. Yeah. Like, the microphone is God. Let's worship the microphone oh. God. <laughs> so awesome. And you play you play stand-up bass. Uh, yeah, both. Electric and stand-up. Electric and stand-up? Yeah. Is Which one's easier? Are they both the same or? No, no, no. I mean, easier. You know, everything is so, so difficult on the bass because it's like the mother of all instruments. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just different. I mean, upright bass, you have the intonation thing, but on the other hand, you know. Yeah. Bass is bass. Who cares? Bass Who cares? Bass. <laughs> about Who cares? <laughs> just just turn, it, turn it a little bit, a little uh-huh. bit lighter, and then everything is okay. But the big one is so difficult to go to gig to gig to gig and stuff. You got to carry that thing, and yeah, everybody no. in the band hates you because in the van, you know, your instrument's the biggest, and you know. No, no, we hate the vibraphone player. For yes. Really? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. He's got the schnapps. He's got the schnapps. He walks around with ultimate confidence because he's the, he's got the biggest instrument. He just walks around with his mind's bigger than yours. Yes, you know the good thing about uh, bass players. And in these days, when you listen music with your phone, yeah, you don't hear the bass. <laughs> Do you get paid less? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you can't hear them, so I don't. I guess we don't have to pay them. Who, who gets paid? <laughs> who gets paid? Well, on this show, nobody. Oh man. So, okay, high five. You guys have an incredible amount of music. You guys have what? Five CDs? Is it five now? Six. Six but the first Six. one doesn't exist anymore. Wait, 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 the wait, first one. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't sold count. Out of them. You sold out of them. No, that's great. They're collector's items now. Now they're worth even more. Yeah. Right? right. No, so, no desire for a re-release? No. What's no. It? What was no, the, no. No. It was early. It was experimental. What was the name of it? A group of numbers? A, num- a piece, piece of, of numbers. numbers. A piece of yeah. numbers. That's yeah. the one. Okay, cool. Yeah, the one thing about your CDs that I really love is the art direction. Every design oh. and every CD looks absolutely spectacular. It's kind of got like a little bit of a Radiohead vibe to it, but I think it looks really, really cool. When I first saw it, you know, and I was listening to the music, I was like, wow, you know what? They look so uh, awesome. Oh, we get free ones? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, this Love is the new one. one. Oh, this wow. Is the new one, yeah. See, that's why we do this podcast. We get free stuff. <laughs> yeah, we have to try it. Put it out. 
and see what happens. Pull it's it out. Pull it out. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Tom, describe what you see. Oh, it's a, it's a, okay, so it's, it's a normal, like, black, uh, basically black background, and got, who's the... All of us. All, all of them, yeah, all of them, but you just pull it out, and, like, it goes, like, like, shifts pictures, like, I don't know, a kaleidoscope or whatever. Oh, it's got the bars going down it, too, as well. So it's holographic, so as I pull it out... You can see every member. Yeah. Well, that is that, absolutely fantastic. That is, absolutely, that is very fucking cool. Very cool, very cool. Thank you so much. That's awesome. It's fifteen bucks. <laughs> fifteen yeah. bucks. Yeah, Just nobody like, makes any money on this show. And, and, and uh, I assume, like right here, since this is, this is China. Uh, no, this is in Austria. Austria, really? Chinatown. No, this is in China. explain it. We did a tour in March, yeah. and and we went through southern China, uh-huh. and we had 12, 11 or twelve gigs, yeah. and recorded them, and we. We put it out on on vinyl and CD. That's so awesome. It's, a, it's like the best tunes we 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 could uh, record, mm-hmm. and then we put it out. It's a mix bit, uh, of eleven concerts. No, eight concerts. So it's live. High five! Yeah, it's live. So that's live. awesome. That's really cool. So so I like this man. You guys are just chilling in front of like a traditional Chinese yeah. building. Yeah, and they're just you guys were, were, were uh, what playing gigging it up in uh, China, and you were like, "Ooh, photo op." Right? <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. See that there? That is awesome. I saw that on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I like how they're just like they got the background. They're just like they're just not doing anything special. They're just chilling. So we by ourselves came up with uh, music with our minimal jazz chamber music. Uh huh. So there's some elements of minimal music, classical minimal music. There's some improvisation, so jazz, and the chamber thing is that every instrument in our band has the same importance. Yeah. So we had minimal jazz chamber music. Yeah, yeah it's about music. <laughs> yeah, it's music. And yeah. it's uh, instrumental, so there's no no lyrics, no singing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Clemens, go on. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. Basically, for like a traditional jazz listener, we're probably not a jazz band, I guess. But so, because, and uh, did you listen to the album? Or yeah, and, so, yeah. So I listened listen to all your SoundCloud. To SoundCloud, okay. Yeah, everything that was on SoundCloud, I was able to listen to. Okay, so. yeah. So I mean, what's your impression? I mean, it's. Oh, well, I would say it's minimal jazz with a little bit of electro kind of feel yeah, to it in some parts. You know, it's funky. And when some of the songs are very minimal, like the the one that you made a music video for in China. That's like very minimal. Yeah. When I was listening to that, it was really cool that the music video really fit the music because it just seemed kind of like music for a documentary or music for a movie or something, you know? Yeah. So when I was watching it, I was just like, it was like almost watching like a trailer for a movie of like guys in Japan that are, or guys in China that are having some kind of weird adventure or something, you know? So I thought that was kind of cool, you know? And, but I think some of your newer music, I'm not sure if it's on this album, it's a little bit more funky. That's one of my questions somewhere down the line. Is that, uh, was it? Uh, too many questions. I'm taken off guard here. But um, one of your tracks is a little bit funky. It was like, funky. yeah, it was a little bit not like your normal kind of jazz music. Because like from your other CDs, not this one, but the previous two or three, it's very, they're all kind of similar, right? Where it's like they're different, but it's just like that that genre of music. But then there's this one track that's just, was it called Butterfly? 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah but is that yeah. it? That's the name? Yeah, it's like, when I heard that one, I was like, oh, shit, I must have switched over to a different SoundCloud account or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, still the same band, you know? <laughs> and it, that's not a bad thing. It's a cool thing, you know? I, I thought it was really interesting. And you're talking to a guy that generally doesn't listen to jazz. I'm more of like a rock, punk, hardcore kind of a guy mm -hmm. and stuff. I listen to metal, too, but I typically don't listen to jazz. I, I love jazz. I appreciate jazz. I respect jazz. But I'm not really a jazz guy. I tried to get into jazz. Jazz is like a big uh, genre, uh, which is um, very different to you, you, any band could have a, their own sound. You know, like in rock. Mm -hmm. If you listen to rock, then what do you listen to? It could be anything. I guess you're right. But um, for us, maybe it's it's like the we we try to to have a creative approach to music. This is our thing. So. Anything can can be possible, and um, yeah, we try to be creative and have different compositions, mm -hmm. and then we play them. Yeah, and so and butterfly is like the song uh, we played in. We always tell the story that we play a lot in in German discos, uh, and this is why we we needed a song to to have people dance. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the story about Butterfly. Um, <coughs> about your creative process, because I know jazz is really formal, it uh, can be informal for like jam bands, you just like meet people in clubs, you're like, ah, oh, you play saxophone, ah, oh, you play drums, you play this, you play that, and you just like get together with like virtually no plan, and just like, you know, somebody starts playing, somebody follows it up, or you guys, do you guys take a more technical approach, like w w with your music, like which is it? I mean the the music we do are writ uh, are written down, so mm -hmm. we really those are proper compositions, mm -hmm. and every one of us has to learn it, and then we meet and try to to fix the song. Mm -hmm. But so we are not uh, like a jam band that we meet and the mm -hmm. guitar player starts. <laughs> so. Those are real compositions. And okay, okay. E even even in the beginning, that's how it was. Even in the yeah, beginning, okay. yeah. So did you guys? Did you guys have like a mu musical background, like going to music school and whatnot? Yes. So you're, you're yeah. more tech. Okay. We met at the con uh, conservatory. conservatory in Innsbruck, okay. and okay. we did a ch jazz study there. Mm -hmm. But we also uh, all of us studied classical music. Mm. So this is the mix. So the thing is, if you're an instrumentalist and you want to do like not classical music, but any kind of popular music, you end up studying jazz. So mm -hmm. that's why, the, for your question, why jazz? So, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously we listen to, to a lot of jazz, but, but this is how you study like any kind of popular music. Most so it's like the foundation. Yeah, and it's, yeah, basically foundation, yeah. I mean, they are pop schools as well, but um, they are not that famous and not, uh, I mean, the, the, the education is, more broad, I guess, mm -hmm. when you study chess, if you just do pop, then there's sometimes a little limitation on it in, in studying, um, so yeah, most of the people study chess, as Thomas said. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, because like, I played alto saxophone for like 10 years, mm -hmm. and like pop, you can do it, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it, you're, you're right, it's a little bit boring, because like, you, you can just read it off the, like, how do you say, the music, da, 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 it's almost kind of robotic, but if you got jazz, there's like, I don't know, it's like the way you play it, there's a certain kind of funk and a flow, so I, I, I understand what you're saying. 
I had no idea you played yeah. the saxophone. No, you didn't? No. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I could have got a scholarship. We can talk about that another time. You should time. bring one to the next show. No, join us. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm out of practice, man. I would oh. probably embarrass myself. Because, like, <laughs> jazz. Yeah, man, jazz. Yeah, I played jazz, blues, like all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are much. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are much better than I ever was. <laughs> no, these guys are phenomenal. Yeah, you yeah. guys are really, really talented. I mean, holy smokes! When I heard your uh, CDs, I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have these guys on this show." Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, you guys really have it done. You guys have been studying music like your whole lives too. Like, <clears throat> just you went to you went to music school. All all of you guys went to music school, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, regarding drumming in music school, I saw a movie called Whiplash. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with this movie? Yeah. How realistic is that movie? Is music school just like that, or is there like kind of like a teacher that has a hard on? I mean, for... yeah, it depends on the teacher. Yeah. So there are nice teachers which are very calm and uh, positive, but there are also the the other the kinds ones. of teachers. <laughs> There's the, the weird teachers. ones. So, so you yeah. got so, your. Guy Fieri. For example, I also had a teacher and my first lesson in Innsbruck at the conservatory. I was practicing in the room and mm -hmm. the teacher got in and just stand there for maybe five seconds and then he said, see you next week. <laughs> so I just had no lesson. And, well, so you, you this was kind of strange at the beginning. Yeah. I went to the cinema every Wednesday just because I knew, hey, there's something I can do today. The cinema, but I really... Uh, was not uh, into that teacher at the beginning, but uh, yeah, it got better. It got better? Well, that's good. When you go to music school, do you stay in the dormitory with other musicians? Is that possible, or do you like you get your own apartment or something? Own apartment. Your own apartment? Yeah, but like every student, you can also live in the dormitory. You can live in the dormitory? It's possible, but, but not, it's not mandatory. Not especially. Not Did you guys live in a dormitory? No. Interesting stories you want to tell us? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> You're just like, no, 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 no. 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 I, I could imagine, like, you know, I, I went to art school, and um, yeah, all everybody that I lived with was artists, right? Which was sometimes really annoying because artists would talk about art all the time, and sometimes you need a break, right? But music school, if you're going to music school, everybody's going to be playing their trumpet, their saxophone, their bass, all the time, nonstop. How can you sleep? <laughs> uh, you don't sleep. You don't sleep? <laughs> you don't sleep. No, there's no sleep. <laughs> there's no sleep there's in school. There's no sleep in jazz. <laughs> uh, there's no sleep in jazz. Uh, I think a couple of jazz musicians will disagree with you on that one. <laughs> uh, okay, awesome. So, all right. You guys do tour a lot. You guys cover the globe, and that's really incredible. And I'm very happy for you guys. And one thing that I know about touring is when you're on stage, you're on. You've got it going. And then after after you perform, there's parties and stuff. But there's also a lot of downtime when you tour. A lot of kind of like free time. What do you guys do in your free time when you're on the road? Uh, watch a football game. Football example. game? Yeah. Soccer. 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 Yeah, we know football. So, 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 so. <laughs> this is Japan. We know what football is these days. <laughs> so a lot of it is just like watching and gambling and stuff, or you, you don't gamble? <laughs> I mean, I think it's different. Every one of us has its own uh, interests. So mm -hmm. maybe uh, Clemens is totally into running. Mm -hmm. so he goes for a run every, every day. Uh, so, and yeah. Philip maybe is into making photos and photography and 
yeah, so stuff. So everyone has its space on the road. I think that's very important to mm -hmm. to not clash and not. But we also like to to share the time together. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we do it since so, so almost ten years now. So we we like to hang out together, and yeah. this makes it more comfortable. It's very important to to get your time for yourself. Yeah, so but, you, yeah. what you're saying is you know, you try to balance like me time versus like you know the group activities. But it depends where we are when we when we are in tour in Europe, we have our own van, and then we are like together for 24 hours, mm. like two weeks, and we we drive and we we are in the same spot all the time. Okay. Um, but when we are like, for example, in Tokyo, and we have some some time off we um, stroll around we also do the, some touristic stuff and try to to get some impressions, impressions. of the country yeah. okay, which more. is pretty cool I do I do want to get to like the uh, how do you say what do you think of Tokyo but first like okay so you guys are driving what's what what what's playing on, on the radio our radio doesn't work in the van. Oh, no! Actually, terrible because he just wants some music. No, it's wrong. It works now, again. Okay. And we have the uh, tape collection of Matthias from the 1990s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like 50 cassettes or tapes. You guys and get cassettes? <laughs> yeah. And, Man, and that's old we school. Have, vintage. Yeah, vintage, we yeah. have like a va va uh, variation of 90s music in our band van. Wow. Well, I mean, the 90s were pretty high. There's a lot of... Wait, was it all jazz from the 90s? Or is it just yeah. everything? You got Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Yeah, the, the grunge. a lot of Austrian stuff. Austrian yeah, stuff. Which is, of <laughs> course, <very> funny. <laughs> and what else? Some, some 70s. Yeah, we uh, just listened to Chicago, right? Chicago. Chicago. That's his town. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nina Hagen, you know her? I wish I did. German. <laughs> German. <laughs> All right, so every Gemma has its groupie. Like Motley Crue had insane, crazy groupies, right? And I, I, I can't believe how crazy the movie The Dirt was when it came to like groupies. What are jazz groupies like? Mothers. Mothers? Yeah. I think we call them milfs. Yeah. Right? You get some milk, milk action going on there. Some, we also got some gifts. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking Tom's language. <laughs> it was one time, Johnny. It was one time. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, she was a little old. Wow, that's insane. So, But you guys do have like crazy groupies and stuff. Do you have any groupie stories where like, you had a stalker or something like that? Yeah, they're pretty slow. Mm. No, yeah, but, but there are some. <laughs> really? No, 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 you finish in concert, and women just throwing their underwear at you. No, actually, I've seen some of your concerts have photos. <laughs> they're, no, no. They're in <laughs> <laughs> <wearing> tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're throwing their bow ties at you. <laughs> Meet me after the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, very cool. What would be considered like a big score for you guys, like in, in the jazz world? Like, for example, in, in rock and roll, a lot of people, they want to be on MTV, or at least they did, or they want to go perform at huge concerts and stuff. Some people are more like traditional underground where they just want to perform in just like garages and basements for the rest of their career and stuff. What is like the big score, like the big you're making it kind of point for being in a jazz group? Um, 
maybe it's to play a gig in New York. Carnegie Hall? Because maybe. <laughs> no, Say yes. New York, yes, yeah. sure. No, New York's like the big thing for jazz. Yeah. And it's got the special vibe. Mm. Yeah. But actually, there are some major festivals you want to play at. So it's like. There are some major festivals, some major clubs you just want to play and be on the on the A-list that they call you, you know. Like Blue Come Note. To my club, club wise, may, yeah. I don't know, I mean there's some, you know, the North Sea Jazz Festival, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jazz Festival. Those are the festivals you want to play at at some, time, some point. So, haven't yet, but... Hey, you're on the right road, man. Come, man. Yeah, so you're climbing the ladder there. Maybe, climbing the ladder. Maybe after that show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, but no, it seems like you guys are doing an impressive amount of work. Like, I mean, you guys are touring. Like, when I saw, like, the dates and all the places you guys are touring at, and I saw your CDs, I was like, are these guys really jazz? <laughs> this is, like, a really rock and roll traditional way to, like, make it big. It's just tour, 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 make a CD. Tour, 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 make a CD. Tour, tour. I mean, that's, like, rock and roll, guys. So, I mean... That's awesome. That's very respectable in my book, you know? So that's, I think you're doing the right thing instead of like playing jazz and then maybe go and play at a club maybe once a month or something. No, you guys are killing it. You're go- doing it, taking it all over the world and stuff. How is China, by the way? What's the jazz scene like in China? Uh, we played in, in rock, rock and roll clubs in China. Mm-hmm. So they usually they have like rock bands. Mm-hmm. We played there and I think the people liked it. They are like a little bit, uh, how do you say? Shy? Hesitant, reserved. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in the end, when they have beer, they are also really <laughs> easy. Uh, easy. They loosen up. I, I want to just get back to your point. Sure. I mean, uh, as we agreed on on, on pushing that project, uh, we focused on on playing gigs, and, and and that's actually the way how it how it works. Like if you want to push a project, then you have to get on tour. You have to play gigs and to to get popular, to to earn money. I mean, it's it's not like that that you just sell tons of, of CDs online and, and that's how you make money. So you make the money if you go f- for concert and, and that's why we are pushing it that hard and, and have to focus on that. So that's maybe the reason behind it. The drive, the ambition. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome. That's part of the struggle, man. That's what makes you guys great. You guys really are great. I, I, your music was very impressive. And at the end of the show, we're definitely going to have one of your tracks that we're going to play and stuff so everybody can hear what you guys actually do and stuff, which I think is going to be really cool. Um, what is the difference, the major differences between this CD and your previous CDs? That's live. This is all live? Oh, but yeah. Exactly. Actually, when we play, when we record uh, an album in a studio, we also mm-hmm. do it live. Mm-hmm. But it's like we have some, some points where we can get into and do it another time or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In post. Yeah. And this one is like real concert live. That's awesome. Live Oh, man. Yeah, it was an awesome experience for us as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a totally different approach uh, to, to the... The, the experiences we we, uh, we collected in the mm-hmm. back in those days with the other CDs, yeah. That's awesome. What what's the recording process when you guys are recording in the studio? So we are playing at the same time, and we maybe have two hours for one song, and we just do takes and takes, and the best one we choose, and then we see if we have to to 
change something, if you have uh, to make an overdub, which is not possible when you do a live recording. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's actually in a, in a studio, it's always a bit... Um, it's work. You're busy because you're paying for the studio, so you have to get it in three days. Mm -hmm. And you're also bit of more nervous if yeah it's a bit more stressful normal, although yeah, you have stressful. more you have more chances and opportunities you have it's it feels more stressful you're trapped into this room mm. and you know we have not three days of studio time but this has to be an album after that so and on a live album i don't know we played 10 shows 11 shows and we knew we just gonna pick the best <coughs> best one of each show mm. of each song so that's it so I mean, the ambient and the surrounding is always reminding you when, when you are in the studio. It's always reminding you that you now have to play the exact uh, and the best uh, version, take and yeah. version, and you you have to. Yeah, I don't know. It gets a little tight, maybe sometimes, yeah. and yeah, that's maybe the the, the advantage of, of of doing a uh, live recording that you are more into the live feeling and the the relaxed situation part. The groove of it, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like studios are kind of like sterile because it's just yeah. like focus, focus, focus. This is fucking work. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah paying for it. it. Yeah, yeah, and you're paying for it. You're just like, we gotta knock this out now. Yeah, at the end of the day, you have to to present something. Mm -hmm. What about like, uh, does that sometimes give you an advantage where you're just like you you're stressed, you're focused, and you have to have everything perfect? But sometimes does that kind of develop creativity where you find like something that you could have changed or like, oh my god, instead of hitting this note, I should hit this note, and it sounds so much better. Or hey guys, what if we do this at the end or something? Because sometimes that's we we do in the rehearsals. In the rehearsals, yeah, we also re record our rehearsals and uh, everyone can listen to it and then we develop things sometimes sometimes it's as is mm -hmm. but sometimes we also develop together the music that's cool wow interesting wow god just talking to you, you're answering like half my questions oh one thing i tried to do a lot of research about your band and everything's in German. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was kind uh, of a disadvantage like when I went to your website i was like okay about Dawson Eifen Spiegel Hans. Oh, Google Translate, buddy. Google Translate, like, he, then it sounds like the Bible. He who shall come to the temple of jazz shall beginneth with thee. I'm like, what the hell? You know, and then the Facebook. Hey, maybe they're high concept. Maybe that is a literal translation. You never know. Uh, you, you got a point there. But yeah, oh my God, it was hard to find stuff about you guys in English. But, um, what I did find was the music, and the music speaks for itself. I think the music's absolutely incredible. And you're talking to a not a traditional jazz kind of guy and stuff. So for me to really appreciate and love your music, I, I think a lot of people out there will definitely love the music too. Also, isn't that kind of the point? You guys just said there's no vocals on it, so you know it doesn't matter what language you speak. If you like the music, you like the music. Yeah. True that, except yeah. for one track you do have where you guys are like talking in German or somebody's saying something in German. Like, uh, Someone's saying something. Well, yeah. What are you guys saying? Like, hey, should we order a pizza after the show? Or <laughs> <laughs> Was that the live one? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's a special story. I think you have to tell it. I would love to hear this story. So, no, but I, I, I have to say one thing before that. Oh, please. Um, um, we try to reach people like you with our music. Um, <laughs> because we, we try to remove the, the old dust of the old mm -hmm. records. Mm -hmm. The jazz records you were talking. And have some fresh music, which also like 
young people will like, you know? Yeah, definitely. So it's that the jazz is maybe like some kind of negative thing mm -hmm. for young people, but it shouldn't be because there is uh, like fresh, yeah. freshness like new stuff in going it. On, yeah. So do you think there are a lot of, of cool bands out there. So do you think you find it a little bit you like, like. Uh, how do you say challenging because it's uh, jazz is a little bit generational like you said it's for the older generation so you're trying to attract like yeah, I mean, you know, younger people and get them into jazz the jazz label can be a disadvantage for some things hmm. like reaching people like you maybe so if you, like John said hmm. maybe if he sees you know the record store it says jazz maybe he doesn't look at it so hmm. but he likes the music so that's what we try to achieve somehow. yeah I mean yeah I mean to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of the same way because I, I played alto sax for a long time, so I, I therefore have to appreciate jazz and blues and all that good stuff. But like, I like it and I appreciate it, but like, I don't search it out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So. But I think like what you guys are doing with your art direction of your CDs and records is just a very good uh, approach to try to get young people to listen to your music. You know, just to so they just to kind of open the door for them because. Your, your CDs, I mean, this one here takes the cake. I mean, this is this is spectacular. That's pretty eye-catching if you pick it up. Absolutely, absolutely. And all your other CDs, even your first CD, um, a group, was it a group of numbers? A piece of numbers. A piece of numbers. That, that CD, I mean, that looks like something that just looks like some kind of indie rock kind of band. So it's somebody that's kind of younger that's like, oh, this looks cool. Let me give this a shot, you know? I think that's a good way for people to kind of like start listening to your music. I mean, that's how I got involved in heavy metal originally. You know, I saw Iron Maiden, you know, I saw their record and I was like, this is what I want to listen to. I don't give a fuck. I don't, is this Madonna? Who cares? This is what I want, you know? Yeah. And that's how, that's the kind of opened the doors to me. And as I said before, it's, I said it's kind of difficult for people to get into jazz because it's a universe of music, but maybe with having CD covers that look this badass, maybe people can have like, a direction in which to go to they like your music then they go to your your label or maybe friends of the band that are also on bands or whatever and then they can listen to their music and stuff and then maybe that could just kind of slowly open up the floodgates yeah what we also try to do is when when we play live mm -hmm. we um we have a light show so we try to like uh copy all the good stuff from the from the other genres and we add lights to our show so sometimes when there are people which are which wouldn't appreciate like a, a classic chess show, probably not that much. So the light helps a little bit mm -hmm. to just, you know, open up for them. So no, that's awesome. Yeah. Lights, lasers, VJs and stuff. <laughs> I think that's, you know, I mean, your music videos speak for themselves, you know, I mean, you guys are definitely doing some stuff that are, I don't know if it's revolutionary in your industry right now, but it's revolutionary to me that doesn't know much about your industry. I mean, the music video that you had with, um, it was a ballerina and, the and, bear. and the, that was a bear yeah. oh my god I, I thought it was a wolf but yeah <laughs> i was like this is kind of like a they, fairy tale yeah. how much they look different drink? in australia really yeah. was that hensel and gretel i don't know but yeah that was pretty cool you know i, I thought that was awesome that's how i found out that you're actually playing the standing oh, yeah, bass yeah. right i was like whoa these guys are serious you know but um, yeah, I think you guys do have some really good approaches and stuff to this, and I think it's really cool. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, let's see, Tom, question. I'm, I'm, dude, we're just rolling through this. Yeah, um, a couple questions. Uh, okay, first of all, since we're in Japan on the subject of jazz, have you guys seen uh, Cowboy Bebop? Do you know that? A people, uh, Cowboy yeah. Bebop. It's an mm -hmm. anime from maybe about 15 years ago. It was pretty big. I, I mentioned this specifically because like, it's, it's about like... Uh, 
uh, how do you say, like space bounty hunters, like that's the theme, but like the soundtrack, it's very heavily tied in some jazz themes. Like the soundtrack's almost entirely jazz and it's really good jazz. Not, not familiar with I've it? I've never seen that anime. No. Not at all. I just mentioned it because I just thought that was like some of the best jazz I've ever heard. Is like the opening like song they play. Okay. Are uh, you guys making music videos? Or are you recording live in Tokyo? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not Maybe. yet. Oh, you should. You got the day off. There's tons of stuff to do today. It's a it's a holiday, so I mean, there's gonna be lots of people out. So videos, stuff like that, yeah. or whatever. Maybe Actually, like yeah, those those gonna be my next question. Like any plans? Anything you want to see? general impressions of Tokyo to begin with? Yeah, we will go to this museum. No, the, a team lab. A team lab. We go to the team lab. Notice? Team lab. Okay, <laughs> scratch I, I that. I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's the, the, an installation. Um, oh, that, okay, yeah, arts. yeah, that's in Rapongi Hills. Yeah, okay, that's in the Morty oh, Art Museum. Oh, the interactive one where it's all holograms and yes. shit. Okay, yeah, cool. That, well, that, maybe that's actually, it. that does look extremely cool. I haven't been yet. But, that's the yeah. one in Odaiba then, right? Yeah, there's, there's there's one in Odaiba, and I think they've got a smaller one in Rapongi, I think. Yeah, no, it's Japan. Tokyo loves art. There's so many art galleries and art museums here. There's like 50 ga- art galleries in Ginza, like near this one little station. This station here, Shibuya, I think there's like six major ones. So there's tons of art. And I, I know you guys love art because your CDs. Oh, who makes your CDs? Who designs them? I mean, th- these concepts are just mind-blowing. So um, this concept actually is, was my idea. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, like a friend of mine who, who is like a graphic artwork mm-hmm. designer. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to, to make it. Really? That's awesome. And the last one he, he did by himself which is also pretty nice. And They're all great. This is freaking rad as hell. They're all great. Take this home and play with it. You can also turn it around. Uh-huh. Another picture. Let's turn it. Oh, yeah, okay. 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 All right, this is great for audio, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Like, I got a new toy to play with, man. I can't help myself. I can just imagine everybody that's just driving, they're just like, oh, shut the fuck up, yeah. you guys. <laughs> Awesome. Let's see. Let's see what this does. Pull that out here. Okay, Tom. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. This is skyline. It's like going by. That's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Is there anything that you want to do in Tokyo that uh, we can help you with? We just want to get our minds blown. (laughs) You want to get your minds blown? You're in Shibuya. (laughs) (laughs) We know they're staying in Shinjuku, though. You guys are staying. Plenty of shit to do there. Have you been to Golden Guy? No, but it's on the list. It's on the list, Golden Guy. Yeah, absolutely do that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you guys like schnapps. I'm sure you can find a schnapps bar there. They got a bar for everything and anything. I want to drink schnapps now. What time is it? Ten in the morning. Mm-hmm. Still eleven. Okay. What's awesome. What's the hottest sushi here in town? Oh, so we don't we cook get... sushi. Sushi's I wrong. Know, I know. Ah, got it. Um, let's see. Uh, if you go down the street, we're in Shibuya. You can go to Oebe. I think I think the place is called. It's a uh, it's a sushi shop. And it's all like, it's nice, it's space, space age, so you walk in, you get seated, and like, how do you say, it's like all touchscreen menu, you can flip to English, so you don't have to worry oh, about the Oh, the sushi there. robot bar, where yeah. the, they zip down on yeah, the robot Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, it's all like futuristic, so you just touch, touch, you know, touch a couple, and then you just hit send. It's and cheap like, too. And, yeah, it's cheap too, and like, a couple minutes later, it just goes, zoop, 
<laughs> Literally, the train just like, zips in front of you. You have to write it down for us. <laughs> we could take you there. It's right down the street yeah, for yeah, lunch. We, we, it's yeah. almost lunchtime. Almost. Crazy because we we expected that on, on on every corner there's a sushi bar, but it wasn't. It was really yeah. difficult to find one yesterday. So okay, oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you an easy way to to remember this. Like, ask where the Taco Bell is. Just ask for the taco. No, it's on. It's on the same street. Okay. So it's just like just down, like down some little alleyway. Just ask for Taco Bell. You don't want to go to any sushi restaurant that's near Taco Bell, okay? That's that's rule number one in no, Japan. It's no, no, it's near. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you stay away from those. Yeah, um, there's there's so many sushi restaurants in Japan and stuff. Um, the the really expensive ones obviously are better. I don't know why because raw fish is raw fish in my book, you know. Unless it's the sushi at seven. 11 stay away from that <laughs> it's half plastic you were, you, were, you were just slamming taco bell earlier but that'll send you to the toilet a lot quicker and worse oh, condition that's true that's yeah. definitely true awesome is there anything else you can tell us about your new cd or future events are happening uh yeah we have uh three other concerts in tokyo mm. and awesome. they would be listed here so if maybe Okay, faders. So everybody that's listening in Asia, make sure you go to Toppers and Chiba or Absolute Blue. Oh, Absolute Blue and Ikebukuro. That's a good one. Uh, Roso and Shinjuku Gaiomai. That's awesome. You guys got three more gigs. Goemai. Sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. You perfectionist. But no, this is pretty awesome. Um, We're going to put the show up today. So this is going to be up for you guys. So hopefully that's pretty sweet. But no, this is really cool. This is really, really, really cool. Thank There's you guys. Like some, some German in there. <laughs> a little bit of German in there. <laughs> I love German. You know, I, it's one of the languages I really wish, wish that I kept my mind to because, you know, I, I studied a little bit in high school and then that was it. And then when I came to Japan, it's kind of tough to learn German here, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. It's kind of tough to learn any language other than Japanese. Well, you can learn Korean. There's a lot of people that teach in Chinese, Korean. Or suppose, Chinese, yeah. Ni yeah. hao, motherfucker. That's true. <laughs> awesome. So, do you guys have any road stories? Anything that, uh, anything crazy or interesting that happened to you while you're on the road? Yeah. I mean, since you guys tour all over the world, I mean, I'm sure you get something interesting happened along the way. Actually, uh, Chris always has a story from from back in those days. We... Chris, where's that story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, on like, I'm on three cups of coffee right now. So, it's yeah, super early. There was one night we were touring in Europe. Oh, I love stories that begin like this. <laughs> and the day after it, we had to go to Switzerland, to Montreux. Montreux. And I had a really bad hangover. And yeah, what should I say? So there happened something at the night before. Nobody knows, and nobody <laughs> will ever knows, knows about it. What happened at this night is, that is it's my secret. We've got many stories that start and end like that. <laughs> hmm. so, no, funny. Well, we were, we were hoping that he is going to tell us the story now. On the radio, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? He never told us, yeah. but he will tell on air. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. You yeah. should First tell time. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Okay, I guess we're not gonna go there. All right. All right. Uh, any any other good stories? Hmm. Anywhere in the world, anything interesting happened to you? What about something mind blowing in China? Yeah. Sure. When I saw the video of China, everything seemed pretty extreme. It's a pretty intense country. Yeah, I would say the best thing in China was the food. So for me, the the favorite thing to do was having dinner after the concert. But it's not a not a very famous good story. story, yeah. 
This is great. Man. This is great. This is great. Tell us more. Yeah. Dig it. Jazz groups are completely different from rock groups. They got tons of stories. Like, oh man, one time I woke up wearing somebody else's pants. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of these I mean, stories. We have a lot of those. Hey, you don't was, tell those stories. Are, <laughs> we are gentlemen. Yes, gentlemen, I appreciate that. I respect that. No, I mean, I was talking to a, to a girl after a concert, and she and she was uh, saying saying sorry to me that there were just I don't know, fifty people um, attending our our concert, and. She was telling me it's 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 normal because the city is so small where we just had the concert and I was asking her how big the city is and she t she told me oh it's it's only ten million people yeah <laughs> and I said oh. in Austria we have eight point five million in in total so it's yeah. it was crazy oh, for oh, me that's kind of harsh in a awkward way my village is like seven thousand eight thousand. Is that a village? I think it's a city. No, that's a town, isn't it? No, it's no, a, no, that's a village. It's to reach ten thousand to be a town. Ten thousand to be a town in Austria. In Austria. In, Austria? Uh, in in America, it's like your town if you're like hundred to. Well, we're in Japan, so that doesn't even matter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this city here, Tokyo, in Tokyo proper, there's like thirteen million people. Or, or that and all the the fucking money in Tokyo though, because like you realize Tokyo proper, like the. What is it? Their economy is larger than that of most countries. Just like Tokyo, like yeah. it's it's large. Their economy is larger than Saudi Arabia. Like all of Saudi Arabia, all that fucking oil money. What? Are yeah. you? No, Saudi no, Arabia's got the oil. Are you no, crazy? man. I'm so yeah. Are you getting political now? Yeah, I'm not getting political. It's, it's, it's not that kind of show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fuck man, this fucking, politics oh, shit. Shit, man. Shouted down by the guest. Oh, I like man. you. You're. He keeps slipping out. He's the boss, yeah. isn't he? He's the one that keeps the band on track. <laughs> He's like, bass guy, turn it down. You, turn it up. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your CD and what you're going to do in the future, and then I also want to talk a little bit about the news in Japan. All right, guys, thank you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right, for the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy, to France, to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com 
www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass Palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's Palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your feet on in style. Proper. Okay, and we are back. Okay, so you guys... You're going to go to India after Japan, right? Right. Yeah. Not directly, but in, Not directly. in, in December. In December. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be awesome because uh, Austria has got to be so incredibly cold in December. And then India is quite the opposite. Uh, so yeah. we will be there four days? Yeah, four or five days. days. Four or five days. Five days. And one, one major show is at the festival, at the Mood Indigo Festival. Mm -hmm. And then we will have some... Uh, other gigs around like two or something. It's not your first time in India. Uh, not my first time, though. No. Yeah, you guys performed there what? Two years ago? No, no, we, no. we have never been in India as a band. As a band, but you've been to India, right? I've been to India. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Was that a separate band or? Yeah, different project. That was yeah. a different project. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. What's the jazz scene like in India? I didn't check it out, to be honest. Oh, I really? <laughs> I was at the discotheque. <laughs> Sorry, guys. They, they start playing and all of a sudden everybody does a Bollywood dance yeah. number as they're playing. No, we... Um, actually, I ended up at the Gateway of India making photos with tourists. Oh, really? Because, you know, I was like one one head taller than all the other guys and, and you know, I'm white like, like a piece of paper and <laughs> yeah. appeared. You know, I don't know. I just had to make photos. Well, that's okay. That's cool. You know, everybody's got to make a living. But um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, India, there's, there's so many people there. It's just like China. Like the smallest village has like 10 million people, right? So even if you go to a place where only like 2% of like the population of the city loves jazz, 
that's still like two million people. So I mean, yeah. it's quite an advantage of going there, you know. Yes, we hope so. <laughs> You'll see, huh? Yeah, I, we have no idea what it's. It's it's Mumbai. I think it's mm -hmm. one of the greatest places on earth. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but I've heard. I don't know. I've well, heard about it. <laughs> I've seen videos. I saw what's it, Slumdog Millionaire. It looks pretty intense over there. But um, yeah, no matter what, you guys are gonna have fun. I mean, Indian people are great. I think whiskey is really big there. Yeah. So yeah, it's like kind of like a tradition. Like when you meet somebody, you give them a bottle of whiskey or something like that. So yeah, maybe if you bring schnapps, it'd be a good way to like schmooze your way to the top or something. You're like hey, hey whiskey? <laughs> no, 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 no. They have their own traditional whiskey. It's like co brewed out of coconut or some weird shit like that. Do they really? Uh, I remember when we had Robert Winya, who's like the nomad musician. He was saying he was oh, in yeah. India for a while. They had some kind of like traditional like banana whiskey or coconut. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. It sounded awesome though. No, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Something to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Search out some unusual weird stuff. Yeah, awesome. Maybe buy a bottle or two, bring it back home. If you guys like schnapps, it's like some kind of flavor whiskey. Maybe uh, your compatriots in Austria would be happy to try that. Yeah, or sake here. Mm. Yeah, sake, sake. Shochu. Actually, I'm more of a shochu person these days. Yeah. Do you guys know shochu? No. It's kind of like Japanese vodka. Mm. Yeah, it's like distilled potatoes and rice and stuff. It's pretty strong. Good stuff. Yeah. There's like a bunch of different ones because there's like a winter one that you, that's made to be drunk hot, and then there's like the summer one you drink in ice. So, good stuff. After India, you guys are going to go to Europe, and then after that, you guys have some big plans for 2021. Yes. Yeah, so in, in February next year and in May, we will tour in Austria and Germany, Switzerland, so the German part of the world, and we will present our new CD there. And then in 2021, we have our anniversary, so we are 10 years together then, and we will do some special concerts with uh, some special guests, special maybe, guests and, and some, yeah. maybe also a little orchestra. We will see. Yeah. So you get, well, that's awesome. You guys have been together for 10 years. How did you guys all meet? Did you guys just meet through school and then from there create the band or? Yeah, I mean Innsbruck is a very small town and if you are a musician, you know each other. If you are a jazz musician, you know each other even more better because <laughs> yeah. there are just maybe 100 jazz musicians yeah, in Innsbruck. So, and I mean, we are in the same age. We are all about 30 kind of and so it was easy to meet in Innsbruck because it's so small and yeah. That's awesome, that's awesome. How did you come up with the name for the group, High Five? It was the first uh, composition mm -hmm. uh, we played together and so we decided to take this as, a, as our band name. And it's short and easy. It is Everyone easy. Everyone knows it. it and hey, if you Google it, it comes up right away. So, I mean, you do High Five Band I mean, yeah. you guys come up, it's actually pretty ingenious, uh -huh. you know? You would think that a band H.I. with a number five, if you Google that, it would just be like a ton of like websites about audio equipment or something. Mm -hmm. But no, no, you guys come up quite quickly, which is actually really good. I mean, that's two thumbs up. Yeah, what about... And the, and the kids show in Australia comes up. A kids show in Australia? Yeah, I didn't get yeah, that. Yeah, didn't get uh, that. Okay, it came up on my, my search. Yeah, they were really, really, really big show in Australia. Yeah, I was just looking at it, I was like, I don't... Think this is what we're oh, what I was looking for. <laughs> we try to stay away from the kitty stuff. Oh man, cool. All right, where can people get merch and find out what's going on with future 
concerts and tickets and stuff? Could they go directly to your website, or do you guys have a uh, record? La- do you guys, are you guys on a label, or are you completely independent? No, it's uh, it's an independent label, but it's uh, Session Work Records is our label. It's based in Vienna. It's a good friend of us. Yeah, saxophone yeah. player. Good guy. And yeah, we released all our albums except the first one on yeah. this label. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. What is the process of being on a record label in the jazz world? Is it just like any There's other no kind of process. music? There's no process. It's no, like, hey, no. release our CD and I get mean, us some gigs. Yeah, we write him and then we say, hey, we have a new album coming up. Can we do it with you? And he says, yes, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. That's, yeah, that's cool, man. That's another one. That's cool, daddy Snapping the fingers. No, it's very, very easy and a small label, but uh, very nice. And people from the jazz scene in Austria know about it. Oh, really? That's awesome. That's cool. Wow, that's cool. It sounds like the Outlook Records of uh, Austria, huh? There you go. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. You can get there all of our CDs and vinyl. Okay, awesome. So it's, maybe you can say it, it's sessionworkrecords.com. You're going to have to spell that. (laughs) Oh, I'm bad at spelling. Oh, God, where is it? Is it, this this is it right here, right? No, this is, uh, this is it. Ah, this is it. Okay, so it's, um... Oh, session work recordings. Yeah, s e s s i o n w r k r e c dot com. That's where you got to go. We're gonna have that also in the show notes. So go there to get. You can get tickets for your upcoming shows. Find out when you guys are performing and stuff. Yeah, I and feel that's pretty easy to remember. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yes, yeah. you guys really nailed it when it came to names. How do you guys name your songs? If all your songs are uh, instrumental, how do you name the songs? Do you come up with the name first and the vibe, and then the song title, or sometimes. But sometimes also I have a name. No, sometimes I have the song and then I put name on it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I have a, a title and I write a song. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, on that note, I think we should move on to the news. Faders, we got the weekly weird, bizarre news here in Japan. Okay, so you guys all have one article picked. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? I have the first one, so I go first. Oh, you got go the first it. one. Here we go. All right. Listen to me. Woman being taken to jail flees with accomplice in car. Two prosecutors injured. A 49-year-old woman who was being taken to prison by public prosecutors made a daring getaway in a car with a male accomplice in Kishibada City, Osaka Prefecture, uh, on Wednesday. Two prosecutors were injured after being hit by the car. According to the police and prosecutors, the incident occurred at around 10.50 a.m. Wednesday, Sankai Shinbun reported. The woman, Kimi Okazaki, had been arrested for reckless driving, resulting in injury in January. She was out on bail and had been required to attend hearings. However, when she failed to appear at two hearings, her bail was revoked and she ordered to be taken to jail on Wednesday. Police released video footage of the incident on, t- on Thursday. Just before Okazaki and the four prosecutors um, excited the Kishivada branch of the Osaka District Public Prosecutor's Office, a car suddenly appeared in front of a parking space. As the group walked around the car, Okazaki walked behind the car and got into it. It then started to move away. As one of the prosecutors tried to stop the car, he was knocked to the ground and suffered minor injuries. A second man was also hurt. That's it. 
That is insane. I don't know why people escape the cops and like break out of prison in Japan because the island is so small. Where are you gonna go? You know. <laughs> so it's crazy. He's just gonna hide on a little cabin in the woods somewhere for the rest remember of your life. Remember the dude that escaped prison that did that for a while? Oh yeah, and he, so there was basically the story was there's a dude that was uh he was in a prison. He was on on an island. He just one day just jumped into the ocean, just swam away. <laughs> And he, so he went to some town that had been mostly abandoned and he was hiding out for a couple of weeks before they got him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, you I don't might know. as well it's just face the music. No, no, I agree with you. It's got to be boring as hell. Yeah, it's not like a, a, like, for example, all right, if somebody's in Austria and they commit a crime and they're wanted by the cops, where do they go? Do they go to Russia? Do they go to Germany? Like, where do people go to escape the law? In Japan, I don't know. You can't I'm, just, I'm just happy that yeah. I've... I read the, the article now. You did good, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I was actually really impressed. I'm done I was like, with it. Nailed it. <laughs> well, that's insane. Also, she was taken away for reckless driving, so she's going to get a, an accomplice to recklessly drive her away. Yeah. <laughs> fucking irony, right? <laughs> irony times ten. Yeah, that's true. I saw the video, too. Oh, was it? Is, it? is it good? It was good. She yeah. they, she didn't have any handcuffs on or anything like that. She, they just basically like went from like the, the courthouse to like this car, and she just hopped in, and then they drove and just ran over two guys. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. That's the thing about Japan, though. They're entirely too trusting. She, yeah, she, you're, you're right. She probably came out, no handcuffs, nothing. They just they, they just trust people to comply. And just like the court said this, it's like, never mind that, you know, she's fucking was out on bail and didn't show up twice for court. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, she'll totally comply this time, right? Don't trust her. Yeah. All right, next story. <clears throat> um, you want me to do it in Tyrolean English? Sure. Oh, up to you, man. Okay, I tried. A nightclub fires criminal complaint against Uruguay rugby players. A nightclub in southwestern Japan filed a criminal complaint Wednesday against players from Uruguay team for the rugby world cup. For <laughs> they're doing great. Okay, so Uruguay, what are they called? They're called um. Allegedly the, the damaging property, the nightclub's lawyer said. The club called Bacon Egg in the city of Kumamoto lodged a damage report after two players tackled the club staff for standing by the entrance, who was later diagnosed with back sprain. A senior official from the tournament organizing committee has visited the club and apologized, and the committee has said that the two players have expressed remorse for their actions. But the club said it's deplorable that it has not received a clear apology from the team. A group of players and others linked to the team visited the club in the early hours of October 14th, following the 35-13 loss to Wales at Kumamoto Stadium. Some of them engaged in antisocial behavior. <laughs> I guess it could be kind of social. Fighting. <laughs> well, they're, no, they're pissed off because they lost, man. Including yeah. spilling drinks and DJ equipment and personal computers and tearing a part of stuff bare, according to the lawyer. Hooligans. got fucking rowdy there. Oh, they needed a lawyer. These guys are in big trouble. And, and the police questioned the two players on the day and they left Japan with the rest of the team <laughs> after failing to reach the quarterfinals. Oh, uh, man. See, but they're out, man. They're probably not going to get anything. They might get suspended from rugby for a bit, but like no jail time, I would guess. Well, if they left the country, I think yeah. they're pretty much not going to come back unless the Rugby World Cup returns to Japan. Tom, give us another 20 minutes. Oh, man. It's 
not a fire alarm because of the smoke. There's a lot of smoke in here, but <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, we got 30 minutes. Okay, we're fine. Okay, we got okay. 30 because, yeah, it's, that's how they do it. Okay, it's cool. We're doing good. Yeah, we're, we're fine. All right. We can knock this out in 30 minutes. But yeah. Would you, would you want to fuck with some of these rugby players? Jesus, man. Dude, have you seen some of these no, rugby players? No, I've seen them, dude. I've met <laughs> yes, some Yes, we saw some... British. Those guys are huge. I was at a bar last Friday where like these guys, these hooligans and stuff started standing on top of the bar and stuff and they're like singing and chanting their songs and I'm just sitting there and these guys are like right here and I'm just like, I am not with these guys. I do not know any... <laughs> I don't know these guys. I'm just another foreigner drinking at this bar. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Yeah, they, they drink and they get rowdy. Yeah. But it's rock big. In Japan? It is now. It, it is, is now because of the World Cup. Because of the World Cup. Before, yeah. nobody ever mentioned the word rugby. Japan was more of a baseball, soccer kind of a country. Yeah. But because of the World Cup, all of a sudden I see all these people wearing like rugby jerseys for the first time. And I'm just like, huh. Um, in my opinion, because I've been here almost as long as you guys, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's big, but it's definitely got like a following, almost like a cult following. There's some, there's some people that are really hardcore into it. Well, I'm sure that's with any sport, but I've never heard anybody come to me and be like, hey man, you want to go to a rugby game? Never. But soccer game or football game? Yes. Or uh, baseball? Yeah, quite often. But Actually, rugby, well, never. I, I remember like right when, when I first came here, like the Rugby World Cup was going on. Not in Japan, obviously, but like that was big. A lot of people were, kept asking me about if I liked rugby, and I was like, fucking American, we don't play it. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, man. Like, like football without pads? What I wanted to know is, do they have karaoke also in, in Japan? Karaoke, rugby where they play karaoke? (laughs) Karaoke where they play rugby, what? (laughs) Karaoke, do they have it here? Yeah, of course they do. We're in a karaoke place. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have it. Like, they have karaoke (laughs) bars as well. All right, we need more drinks. All right, your turn. All right. Third. Third story. Third story. A 60-year-old professor arrested for stalking sex worker after using detective to find her home. (laughs) Tokyo. This is not creepy at all. (laughs) No. A 60-year-old tenured professor at the Kyushu Institute of Technology in Fukuoka Prefecture has been arrested on stalking charges after he hired a private detective to find out where a sex worker lived. According to police, Hiroshi Kaneda is accused of sending dozens of emails between August and October to the woman who is in her 20s and who works at a Fusoku, it's a sex service establishment. Sankei Shimbun reported. He was arrested on October 27th near the woman's home in Tokyo. Police said that in June 2018, Kanida became acquainted with the woman at a brothel in Tokyo and asked her to become his lover on multiple occasions. Although the professor was banned from entering her premises in February, investigators have revealed that he used a private detective to learn the whereabouts of the woman's home. He drove to Tokyo on October 27th and parked outside her apartment and he also followed her to the train station, police said. The woman noticed him and sought help at a nearby Koban police box. Following his arrest, Kanida was quoted by police as saying, I sent the emails and wanted to confirm where she lived because she wouldn't answer me. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah, she's not responding. Maybe she doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's all kinds of creepy, dude. He's some older professor and is this chick in her 20s. Well, that, that's, that's I, wrong. I, I think it's kind of a beautiful love story, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you can write a song about it, you know. <laughs> Tokyo Love Story. It's not only a movie, it's a song. But, um, yeah, I, I actually blame the detective to a degree. Don't Isn't that illegal for a detective to give that kind of information out? No, it's not. No, it's because, not? like, 
He could he could have said anything. He said she's my, my daughter. Long, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she's my long lost daughter or some whatever bullshit. Or the private detectives don't really ask questions. I mean, they're just collecting a paycheck, just like you or I. <laughs> I think I'm very different from this guy. Oh uh, man. No, okay, that's true, but still. Interesting. Well, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I didn't listen to him. You're thinking about the sushi, huh? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just hungry. Yeah. <laughs> When's this going to be over? Okay, let's go down the line. Last story. Yeah, final story, yeah. Killer of Nine used counseling techniques to lure suicidal people expert Tokyo. A man indicted for murdering and robbing nine people in his apartment in Tsama in 2017 seems to have used certain techniques also employed in the field of counseling to gain the trust of suicidal victims before killing them, according to an analysis by a counseling expert. Yasushi Sugihara, a professor of clinical psychology at Kyoto University, has analyzed some 200 messages exchanged between Takahiro Shirash Shiraishi, 29, and a woman uh, in her 30s who expressed her wish to commit suicide via a social networking service shortly before Shiraishi's arrest. After reading her post, he first instructed her to directly exchange messages with him, saying he would help without rushing her if she was really serious about committing suicide. He narrowed the distance between the two by disclosing his own personal information, a technique used in counseling, while helping heighten her interest in death, said Shugihara, adding he was accepting her hesitation without criticizing it in order to gain her trust. Shiraishi killed and dismembered eight women and one man from Tokyo and four other prefectures ranging in age from 15 to 26 from August to October in 2017 and also stole some cash according to the indictment. Oh my god, this is like a very, very scary movie. Yeah. Wait, that, 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 was that the older one that came up a year or two ago? Um, yeah, I guess so, yeah, but this is like the conclusion to that. Yeah. Wow, this is really, really dark. This is, uh, like, who was that guy from the 90s, Jack Kevorkian, Dr. Death? Yeah, but he was doing assisted suicides, but people wanted to die. He wasn't like, why? Well, he, people, he was making money, but... Well, these people also want to die, too, right? Yeah, but he was, like, basically luring them to his place, like, via saying, let's commit a suicide together, make a suicide pact, and then he'd just murder them and then take their shit. Jesus Christ, this is dark! This is straight from... <laughs> did you, did you, we should have done this, like, two weeks ago, right before Halloween. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> this is not a November story, Tom. No, it's not. No, you, you don't even remember the details of it, though, because the, re the only reason he got caught was because, uh, like, how do you say, he was dismembering the bo bodies in his bathroom, and, like, there's just fucking stink and the smell, and, like, too many neighbors complained. When the cops came in there, they were like, thinking maybe, like, a cat or a rat had died, but there's like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, that God. would be a fucking horror movie. You would go, you're a cop, you go over there for, like, a routine stop, or, you know, like, hey, buddy, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, oh, God. 
<laughs> I think I need some backup. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, like coolers full of body parts and shit. It was just, oh. it was fucking, yeah, it was, it was some serious hardcore Halloween shit. Oh, that's insane. Oh, that's about as disgusting as your pack of cigarettes. <laughs> the picture on your cigarettes is just so grotesque. Oh, it'll put you off smoking though, won't it? Yeah, well, in this room with all the smoke in here, I feel like smoking now. I think I'm addicted. My hands are shaking. Maybe it's from the caffeine. I'm not sure. But oh man. Okay, well, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Well, thank God the cops got this guy, and he's locked up, and hopefully they're going to throw away the key. Nah, they'll hang him, dude, for sure. Oh, you think they're going to hang him? No question. Okay, well, hands down. Um, Yeah, <laughs> pro-life, I guess. You, you, but... usually, usually, usually for a murder, they usually hang your ass. Yeah, spooky stuff. All right, wow, and that's the week's news. Um, high five! Thank you guys so much for being on the show. I Sorry really, really bring appreciate you down it. with the last article. <laughs> yeah, why did you choose dark. that one? <laughs> why did you choose the that one? Page. What and faders to get all the information in German, hopefully in English or Japanese soon. Or Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be impressed if I found it in Japanese tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these guys are on it. But um, yes, go to High Five's website. The website is. H-I-5, number 5, music, dot, at, A-T. So once again, that's H-I-5, M-U-S-I-C, dot, at. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. We're looking forward to you guys uh, coming back here to Japan and rocking the stage. Thank you so much. Um, Faders, thank you to everybody who's been supporting the show. Thank you for everybody who's been supporting us on Patreon. If you're not on Patreon, we do have a Patreon page with tons of videos Tons of free content. It's only $5 to sign up. That's like buying us a beer every month. And also Instagram, Facebook, iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Time. anything else? That's about it. Yeah, Patreon, this and that, the other thing. That's about it. God, you're sober today. This is weird. Okay, And our sponsors, of course. And our sponsors, of course. But we got commercials for that. Faders, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Got Faded Japan. We'll be here again next week with Tom's story of giving birth in Japan. And that's one hell of a story indeed. All right. Faders, thank you so much. High five. Thank you guys so much for being here. And we'll see you soon. Peace. Bye-bye.
brother a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.